Welcome to Slayerfest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me is my co-host, doctor, professor, and poet. Kimberly Ann Southwick. Hi, Kim. And hi. And we, this evening, we are joined by two wonderful guests. Firstly, senior correspondent at Vox.com. Alex Avad Santos. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi. And secondly, we have staff writer at comicbook.com. Jamie Jirak. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Uh, So we're here to talk about Hawkeye episode five. Um, Before we dig into it, uh, Jamie, what was your reaction to the episode when you saw it? Oh, my God. I loved it so much. Uh, Especially Yelena and Kate interacting yeah. is just the I mean are you kidding me that ending uh I I don't know if it tops episode three for me but it comes pretty close yeah yeah Alex um give me Florence Pugh all the time <laughs> give me a Florence Pugh MCU you know what give me an entire MCU where Florence Pugh plays every single Marvel <laughs> character <laughs> and supporting character give me give me Orphan Black but like all of Florence Pugh <laughs> yes uh, Kim, what do you think? I loved it, especially the beginning. And I will get into that. And I probably won't be able to stop talking about <laughs> stuff having to do with the beginning. But yeah, I felt like it was the the perfect penultimate episode considering the series we are watching. I So, okay, I'm going to be the grump. I'm going to say, because I loved it. I think it's because I loved this episode so much. I The MCU shows have a weird pacing problem. And I wish that this was the show. Like, I wish it wasn't like, ooh, these last two episodes were packing in all these characters. And I, I just wish we had a little bit more time with Yelena because, God, she is so fucking charming. And I, I wish, you know, like, uh, when Hawkeye's like, I don't want to see the costumes right now. And it's like, but we've already seen them in the promo images. Just put on the fucking costumes. <laughs> um, that was my only issue, but I loved this episode. Um and we'll start with, uh, Kim, talk about that opening, because I know we both were texting about how much we loved oh, it. Yeah, so I was the last person in our group text to watch this episode, so I was able to, like, actually talk about it. Uh, and that, I didn't really realize what was happening in the very beginning. So, you know, we, we've all seen it. We have the the two widows and um, approaching this person they think is a widow, but turns out really not to be. And then, you know, they, they do the, the red spray stuff, whatever. Um, Yelena goes to the bathroom for some reason at one point and gets blipped. And like, it took me a second to realize that's what was happening. And I thought that was good. I mean, it was very obvious once I realized that's what was happening, but, and then when she came back and once I realized what it, I literally, I had to pause and I paused probably for like a, a very long time, considering that I had just started this episode because as far as I know, we have never seen from a first person singular experience like that, somebody getting blipped, losing that five years of their life and then returning. Yeah. So yeah. like that, we got to see what that was like, where for them, it's literally nothing. Right. Uh, I was just like, I was really, I mean, it's not that hard to do television wise. Right. But like, man, like just the acting in that, even though it was only a little, we only get a little bit afterwards, but like just to see it happen was very moving to me and like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I was emotional at that scene. And I do like that they are showing us a lot of the characters, like what happened to them, like either during the blip or with the blip. Um, 
I mean, I do wonder with the blip, like, it's a good thing that really rich white woman didn't, like, renovate her house. Because what if you get (laughs) blipped into a wall, right? (laughs) (laughs) The bathroom did change, but luckily not too much. Right. (laughs) You don't want to be, like, blipped into, like, a double vanity. And you're just like, well, fuck. I like that they're building it up because we saw Monica come back in WandaVision, but she was asleep, so it's right. different. It was mm-hmm. and uh and and the chaos of the hospital was so crazy and this is just somebody's house. I, I, I want every show to show us a different version of this because it's yes. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I, I could see people getting annoyed with it, but I think it works. Like I I agree with you, Jamie. Like give me every fucking show we get. Show me these people being blipped and blipped back, right? <laughs> Or show us, like, people who aren't blipped. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if it's, like, Ms. Marvel or She-Hulk when it comes up, like, show us the people around you getting blipped and you coming back with someone in your home and being like, oops, like, I can't <laughs> believe this happened. <laughs> um, I, so at first, I, even though I know they said that they had the timestamp, I was like, oh, is she going in the bathroom because they're talking about Natasha and Natasha's dead? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. she's not dead yet. But then Same when thing. she... But then when she comes back and she's like, I have to find Natasha. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I felt so bad for her, especially after, like, you know, all the shit we know from Black Widow. Like, Natasha was kind of like her only stable, like, her only, the only rock in her life, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, All of that. I mean, especially... When she went to the bathroom because they were talking about her for sure, I was like, ooh. And I again, it said 2018, but right. I'm, I wasn't doing the math in my head. Um, I just knew that it was like before now. So I really thought maybe she was like trying to control her grief. Like she knew what had happened as well. But I didn't want to tell them, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten really good at time math and MCU math. So it was like 2018, two years after Black Widow. It's, oh my God, the blip, it's about to happen. Uh, I, it's, uh, I think when you write about it enough, it's like, oh man, I, I don't know when things in my own life happen, but I'm really good at that MCU timeline. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> um, and a thing that I wanted to like, see what everyone thought that I liked was that it was like a cold open, but like, it's so it was so weird that the cold open happened before the even Marvel title cards or the previously on. So it almost felt like, you know how lots of times with the movies, they'll put out like a prequel comic. It almost felt like that, like the prequel comic to the Hawkeye TV show or something. Uh, But I thought that was really cool that it happened almost outside of the show. I literally said out loud, ooh, I like that. So I I thought it was a cool choice. Because that's not something they've done before with these shows, right? I don't think. No, even Monica's um, yeah. cold open was not was after yeah. um, the last time on, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about this because I don't know as much about television as a lot of the people that you have on as guests here. But I do <laughs> feel like Disney slash the MCU are playing with what it means to watch television. And yeah. that's why this pacing is so weird. Like, these are clearly... The TV shows that they've been putting out are clearly just like, you know, they're not normal television shows because they're part of this larger verse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even in the movies, they had like the the little end credit scenes, which is a movie thing. But still, I feel like in a way they're like they're able to play with the genre of television because of the fact that these are just things that are part of this larger universe that they have. So they're able to do something like this before the credits, before the previously on 
And it's meaningful that they did that, even though we can't exactly pinpoint to exactly why it's meaningful necessarily. Yeah. I mean, Alex, you write about TV a lot. What do you think? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I, I mean, I feel like, okay. So with like Disney I, and Marvel, I do feel like there is like a weird, like you guys mentioned, like there's a weird pacing problem. And it's just like, are you just making like a splitting up a movie into like six parts? Or are you <laughs> just like giving us like sequential episodes and actually making it uh, work? I think we've seen like stuff do really well. Like I think Loki is probably did that really well i think captain what is it it's captain america he's like captain america now but like falcon (laughs) winter soldier was kind of like a flop when it came to that um i don't know i do think the cold open was very effective i think anytime you blip like if you blip and you do something dramatic it really serves like a cold open it really works well in a cold open so yes absolutely very great and obviously it featured florence Pugh. so (laughs) Yeah, how, can gonna, say, they can't, how can you say anything bad about what happens with Florence <laughs> <Pio>? <laughs> They can't do something like this all the time or it loses its effectiveness would right. be my last point about the cold open. So I think that they chose a good time to do it. Yeah. Um, so then we go into the episode. We get Kate. And I gotta say, I thought Kate coming home, like crying to her mom, it was the best mother-daughter moment I think that they've had. Uh, Kim, what'd you think? I don't know. I liked, I mean, I guess the two of them together, perhaps, mm-hmm. but I did like when she was home maybe last time, uh, and she was watching her mom be happy with Jack. And I thought, I felt that she was really touched by that. In this moment, I felt like, you know, maybe it was good mothering, even though we'll get into the mom. Right. <laughs> so we kind of already have in the previous episode we did. Um, I was, I think because of the stuff we were saying in the previous episode about our suspicions about the mom made me very suspicious of the mom. So it was hard to be like, mm, touching. Jamie, you haven't been on before. Uh, what do you think about the mom? Oh, I suspect from day yeah. one. <laughs> and uh, I like Jack. I am team Jack. I think that he's just a dope. I don't think he is anywhere smart enough to be a mastermind. He just wants to be a stepdad. He read those stepdad books. <laughs> and I I totally agree that uh, they're, I really love that moment where she smiled at them, like kind of having their moment. I think that was the best. Uh, I agree with that. But this, this was a nice scene. But I also think at this point, it was just so obvious that she was bad that I just, it's hard to connect. But, but there's, but there's also the element of like this is it feels like a real mother-daughter relationship because they're not always smooth sailing uh and you know there's even I think even once she confronts her you know we'll get to that I think they're still gonna have some tenderness there uh because it's her mom yeah yeah uh Alex uh yeah I mean I don't it was like I want to know what happened between her dad dying and this that where it got jagged and rocky, where it got like jagged and rocky, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like obviously, like they were close when Dad Barton, no, Dad Bishop was alive, <laughs> and then yeah, something seems to have gone off, and I feel like we there's a lot of just like missing time and space there because I'm just like I-, I don't get like I know like it's like my mom is a, like the whole like. My mom is very rich and she doesn't care about me that much anymore, which we've seen kind of like 
played out on like Gossip Girl and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, are they using the Gossip Girl house? I'm not sure, but it looks like <laughs> one of the Gossip Girl houses. But uh, <laughs> but I feel like I'd like to see some more there. That's totally fair. Um, Kim, were you about to say something? Yeah, I was gonna say that I'd like to rewatch the the opening of the whole show. Because the dad, for whatever reason, struck me as suspicious in the very beginning. I guess they were kind of frantically talking about something as the city was being destroyed around them. Um, so I wonder, you know. Interesting. Not just, I, not just what happened, sorry, between uh, then and now, but also like what the dad's relationship to all of this may have been, if anything. But yeah, what, what were you going to say, Jamie? Oh, I, I think that uh, that mom took the opportunity of that attack to push dad out of a window or something. I think she killed him in that moment. Oh, wow. Uh, so to think that he was suspicious too, that's interesting. I kind of like that. They're all bad, but I, I don't know. I think she <laughs> killed him. Um, oh my God. She used the Chitari invasion to kill her husband. <laughs> like way to girl boss that moment. <laughs> like, girl boss the Shatari invasion Jesus. Like it was like oh well no one's gonna notice uh, <laughs> let's do it <laughs> I mean she's not incorrect though right <laughs> um, so then we go to uh, what is gosh what is the next scene oh so then Maya and Kazi just we have a brief moment between them where Kazi's dressing her wounds right I keep forgetting yeah. that we don't know her name she hasn't been referred to as Echo at all in the show right no, not okay, yet. Okay, right. Um, so I keep I keep forgetting that because I keep just in my notes. It's always just echo. <laughs> okay, so I have a hot take about Maya. I know that Kim. I don't think you agreed with me, and I don't remember what you thought, Alex. I she's starting to go into Sylvie territory, where I'm getting annoyed at her like frustration over her revenge, over her like not willing to see what's right in front of her. Um, and I don't know, like, I don't know. It's starting to, I'm like, Ooh, do I not like her? Like, I think she's a good character, but like a character that is like a character that maybe is frustrating to me, if that makes sense. And that wasn't resolved for you maybe by the end of the episode? No, because she still felt, she didn't feel like she actually believed it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get there, but it's like the constant, like, oh, you capture. I mean, I also forget that Kate Bishop is in her 20s. Like, I because I think of the Young Avengers as like all 17, I'm like, oh, you captured a child, but she didn't. She captured 22 year old. Um, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, she captured these people and she was like willing to torture them just to find Ronin. And like, her father, like, you know, worked for fucking Kingpin. So, like, no shit, you're dealing with like shady shit. Um, I mean, but if you're dealing with shady shit your whole life, it doesn't come off as shady, right? Like, that's right. just your life. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Jamie, what do you think of my hot take? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think like what Kim said, I think in the end, it kind of gets resolved because of the conversation that she has with Kazi. And uh, and I have some thoughts about that that we can talk about more okay. when we get to that point. Uh, but I, I agree because I do find it frustrating when when it's very obvious that there's more to the story. Kind of like with, um, with Yelena. I think right now her motives are very clear and I understand them, but I do hope we get to a point where she sees that Clint isn't a bad guy but but right now she is kind of talking sense so you right. know everyone has their motives right even yeah, yes. maybe it's like being able to we know everything right like right. we 
not everything. Um, I mean, <laughs> Dean and I obviously know everything, but <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, we know way more than they do. So it is, it's really hard to watch people when you know something to be true and they refuse to believe it, even though it's right in front of there and everyone else's eyes. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I guess sometimes that that's like, that was a reason I didn't like Sylvie and Loki. And like, I started, as soon as I started to like her, they went backwards. They're like, nope, she's going to kill Kang anyway. And then I was like, oh, now I don't like her again. Um, <laughs> so I guess with like shit like that, but also like Maya's not like ending the timeline by seeking out revenge. So it is a little different. Well, I think too, like we gained some sympathy for her. So in a way it's hard to watch her, like, you know, be on such a destructive range. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I was trying to figure out, they are just friends, right? Her and Kazi. Cousins? Question mark. That's what I was like. Are they related? Mm. Are they? I Kazi? feel like he's in love with her, but she doesn't have time for that. <laughs> Kazi, Kazi said uncle. And I know that people call aunts and uncles, aunts and uncles who aren't blood related, but still. Yeah, I was going to say, Kim, you, I'm Uncle Ian to your child. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, I feel like they, they, they put that in the show so that we would be like, oh, okay, they're cousins. Well, and someone did point out, I forget who it was, but you remember Kim's, someone who was on for an episode pointed out that in the credits, when Maya got her flashback, there is a young Kazi role in her like martial mm-hmm. arts studio. So like she has known him her whole life. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess technically they could be actually related i feel like uncle is just what people are calling him though yeah Hmm. i don't think he's anyone's real uncle yeah but but this is making me rethink how i was viewing that relationship (laughs) Yeah, because i was also thinking about how um so she was a kid when that happened right like she was younger like a teenager-ish so i'm just wondering like what the age is here because then she asked kazi why he wasn't there and i'm like wait but would he have been old enough like, yeah, I don't know. I think so, because they show her, like, going up to his her dad's body when he was dying, and she looked about the same. And timeline-wise, if it's happening towards the end of the five years when he was Ronin, it wouldn't... Yeah. It, I, my guess is it would have been, like, a year or two ago. Right. I forgot that it was Ronin, so then it has, couldn't have been that long ago. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we get to uh, what I'm sure we would all agree is one of the best scenes of the episode. Um Kate goes to her apartment to get her stuff. And um, Kim, who is there to greet her? It is Yelena. I... Alex, how'd you feel about this scene? <laughs> uh, I I mean, I'm an easy sell. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I my question to you guys is, do you think the accent works for her? And is she making it work? And is it a testament to Florence Pugh that she makes it work? Or is it something that, I wish we could change. I don't know. Let me know. Jamie, I, wanted... I got Jamie. I want to know your hot take on that. On the accent? Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. It doesn't bother me. It's a little harder because like she's actually Russian. Whereas like when we've got Elizabeth Olsen doing a Sokovian accent, that's like made up. So it's yeah. easier to just say like, yeah, well, that's the accent because it's not a real <laughs> thing. Um, I don't really know any Russian people like that. I've talked to like a ton in my life so that I can compare to. Mm. But she's just she's just so good at everything she does that in my mind, it's like, oh, it's perfect. She has no flaws ever because she's Florence Pugh and she can do no wrong. <laughs> I, I think it kind of sounds like Lady Gaga and House of Gucci. Like, they both have the same accent. And I'm not quite sure if it's 
like if Lady Gaga's Italian is that bad or Florence Pugh's Russian sounds Italian. I'm not quite listen, like, but they're Alex, very, they're very similar. Not to little monster you, but I will say I agreed that her accent just sounded like Natasha Boris and Natasha, but someone did like a some like Lady Gaga fan account did like a side by side of Patrizia talking and Lady Gaga talking as Patrizia. And it really is how that woman sounds. Like she does have like one of those weird accents that could be Russian, but is not. Um, (laughs) So it is, it is fairly accurate, albeit still cartoony, but um, Kim, what do you, what do you think of the accent? Uh, It doesn't bother me, but I, I'm not bothered by things like that unless they're really obviously bad. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty easy sell on an accent. Um, I just want to know, like, if we're having Florence Pugh in the MCU for the next, like, what, six years and six movies or, or whatnot right. or whatever, they, does she have to have an accent like that for the next? <laughs> <laughs> like, they gave Alex. Natasha, they let Natasha just be, uh, like, That's have true. Just, like, a generic American accent. And it seemed, like, a lot easier for Scarlett Johansson. I kind of feel like it would be you probably see more range or probably be, you probably unlock Florence Pugh a little bit more if you didn't have to put her in that accent. But um, that, I mean, again, though, anything she touches, I love. So <laughs> she's she got be, all the bangers, she, like all of her lines in this scene are yeah. like, I, I like had to stop writing them down. Uh, Kim, same, like even her first, like, I was charmed even just by like Kate throws the hot sauce at her and she grabs it and smiles and is like, hi, like that was charming. (laughs) Like, And it's the thing. And I said this before about Kate, the thing I like about both these characters is that the MCU doesn't often let their like lady heroes be like jokey shit talkers. It's usually like, you know, the like star Lords and the Iron Man and the Ant-Man that get to be the like jokey, shitty, confident ones. But like, now we're getting two women who get to be that and like they're having this moment that was like a very good scene together. Um, Academy and- Award nominees. <laughs> two, two Academy Award nominees. <laughs> it was so tense and funny at the same time. Yes. Yelena yes. had Kate speechless, which we're not used to seeing. Yeah. And I thought but- that was really good. Right, like we as the audience know that's not normally how Kate is. So that's what made it so much better, right? Like we know that normally Kate is joking her way through this shit, but like Yelena was legitimately scary to her. Understandably so, but. um, This is why these, both of them have jumped to like my top five favorite character list because we don't get a lot of like funny women in the MCU. We have characters like Darcy, who I love, um, but it's like, they're like, little sidekicks now we get women who are badass and funny and it's very refreshing give me funny women and give me evil women and this year has delivered heavily on both (laughs) (laughs) jamie i have said this before um on our hawkeye episodes and i know that you're also a big buffy fan uh i think that the reason i love kate bishop so much is not like a hundred percent you know there's not it's not like one for one but kate very much is a hero in the style of buffy And I think that's like what I love about her so much where she's like snarky. And even if she's anxious, she's going to talk her way through it. Buffy was definitely a little bit more confident, um, but they are both like they, she just feels very Buffy to me in like her line delivery and her like snark. 
Yeah, I like that. I, I hadn't thought about it. I think she's kind of like a Buffy who's like not going to fall down a melodramatic boyfriend right. hole. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I would love her to fall down a melodramatic girlfriend hole, but I don't see that <laughs> happening either. Um, but I do. But um, but I do. I, I hope that um, you're not right in the sense that I want Kate to keep her kind of girlish charm and not be like totally wrecked by trauma like all the other people in the mcu (laughs) and like buffy um but i do i do like that comparison a lot that makes me happy i I was like (laughs) i want to know what another big buffy fan i mean i do that is it i mean she is a little wrecked by trauma because her dad died maybe because her mom pushed him out the window (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) allegedly alex allegedly Um, but I, I, I want, I also wanted to know what everyone thought, like, do, was Yelena just like, this is a visit. This is literally just a visit. Or was Yelena almost like a cat playing with like, it's prey. I don't think Yelena wants Kate to get hurt. Right. Like, I don't think so. Right. So I think that this was like a warning. I also think she probably didn't have anywhere else to go. And she, as we find out, really did her homework on Kate. And probably maybe had been following her. So knew the apartment. It was just kind of a convenient place for her to stay. So she probably, I'm making a lot of this up, obviously, but this is what (laughs) I thought happened. She was like, okay, I'm just going to hang out here until she comes back here in a limited amount of time. And then if she doesn't, I'm just going to go kill Hawkeye. (laughs) But, you know, gave her this fair, wants to give her a fair warning and maybe connect with her on like a, you're a badass and I'm a badass sort of a way. Yeah, Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely think that she's. Uh, I think she likes Kate, and yeah. and I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, very much, and I think that like she knows she's got the upper hand, and uh, and that she can scare the shit out of her. But I also feel like I don't know. It was just cute. Let's make some mac and cheese and and uh, and and BBFF. Some I'm, like I was ready for them to have a slumber party. Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I love that, like, uh, Herb saying how delicious it is and Kate being like, yeah, I know, box mac and cheese is delicious. <laughs> like, it was just very uh, charming. Alex, what did you think? Uh, between, you mean, like, the interplay or, like, whether it was, yeah. like, a warning? Whether it was, like, a warning or... Um, yes, obviously it was a warning because she leaves the room and is like, hey, don't get in my way. <laughs> uh, I also, I mean... Yeah, I feel like there's, there, she, like, Yelena knows, like, who her mom is, and she knows, like, there's a security company that will come after her if something happens to her. And so I do think that there's a little bit of, like, yes, we will do this. And I think there's, I mean, it's also, like, a very uh, widow thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, there's always, like, even, like, when Scarlett Johansson, I think in Ultron, when she's, like, uh, when she plays Natasha and Ultron and there's like this whole like interplay of like, I'm going to kick your ass and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's just like, oh my God, like there's a little like cat and mouse there. So I think it, there's a little bit of an echo. Look at what I did there. Of that, kind of ba- of that kind of behavior. So of, like that very like coy, but also like, this is part of my plan. Uh, it might seem goofy right now. You just can't piece it together yet. That's fair, yeah. Uh, Kim, what were you going to say? I was going to say, having seen Black Widow, I wonder what this scene would be like had we not. 
you know? So yeah. we need this scene maybe for people who are watching this and don't know who Yelena is. Um, and then we need Kate to find out that she's uh, Natasha's sister. So there's just a lot of exposition that happens in this scene. So, you know, I mean, we can speculate on the reason why she's stopping by, but like, you know, narrative wise, it's necessary. You know what? And I don't know that we could have had two more charming characters to deliver an info dump, but it works. Because it didn't feel like one. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that Florence Pugh can sell with an accent, whether you think it's good or not, can sell this like info dump while also kind of threatening Haley Steinfeld and like, it's still enjoyable. Like that says a lot, right? Yeah. Like I laughed out loud yeah. multiple times, twice that yeah. I've written down in my notes at least. <laughs> and like, I, I love when she's like, are you done? Are you done? Okay, good. And then put like dumps the hot sauce yeah, yeah. on the macaroni and cheese. So good. And like, I also believe that she was asking Kate for recommendations when she was like, what do you think I should be doing? And Kate's like, well, the high line. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you all catch, I did not know this. I only know this because I read Brett White's things you may have missed every week. Uh, that when she says the new and improved Statue of Liberty, apparently in Spider-Man No Way Home, like in the trailer, you see that the Statue of Liberty is like under construction in the MCU because they're like adding Captain America's shield to her that she's holding it. Yep, that's, uh, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex has already seen Spider-Man. You heard it first here. <laughs> But apparently there is a glimpse of it in the trailer, which I had not realized. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Because I was like, that's weird that she says new and improved. I wonder if that, what joke that is. Um, and like, what is it? She mentions like super powered reindeer. I was like, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about eating reindeer. Right, right. And she's like, have you ever eaten it? That she's like, I've never had the pleasure. She's like, oh, it's tough and chewy. <laughs> I, I do love that she thinks of Rudolph as some kind of like bitten by like a, a radioactive spider. That's why his nose is red. Or like <laughs> bitten by a radioactive clown, I guess. Because clowns have noses. <laughs> but um, yes, I do think the loss in translation works for her. And like, as like, you like Rudolph. This is what Rudolph is to me. A former assassin who never really had a childhood. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just the super powered reindeer that everyone follows. And so I'm going to I couldn't remember who it was. And I meant to look it up for recorded. I love the, the the bit of you recently walked into traffic to save a dog, which is pretty cool. The way she says pretty cool feels like I think it was. And I, this is why I like didn't know what to Google. I think it might have been someone doing Miley Cyrus on SNL who would say pretty cool a lot. And that's what it sounded like. <laughs> question mark i know that's very vague um but so the part i do really want to talk about is yelena's pissed that her sister didn't get credit for saving the world right and like i would be too right like my heart hurt for her i was like she's right like i mean also do you think she knows what happened yeah like, i'm is, with alex like, i hadn't do thought you, about like, that like do you know does she know like Yes, there was a soul stone. And like, like, do the is there an Avengers tell all or podcast where they were like, this is what happened when we went to Vormir. We went back in time. Natasha did this, and like we had to get the soul stone. We don't know how to get her back. 
the but Avengers, then, like, Captain, the Avengers came America, on Starfest 98. <laughs> yeah, and then Captain America returned the Soul Stone. We don't know why, but he just <laughs> did to Boromir and, like, to Red Skull, and that must have been weird. Um, I have so, a feeling that Clint did not detail to people exactly what happened on Vormir. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem like he would. And I have a feeling Yelena is pretty fresh from being blipped. I don't know the timeline exactly, but whoever's... I think it's eight months later. Yeah, I don't think that she really... I don't think she's getting good information from the people that she's getting information from. Wait, I'm, I'm taking that back. I think Hawkeye actually might take place like two years later. I think that Hawkeye's later than the other things are, but I could be wrong. But I think that's what I read. Wait, I read. Or, I so read he's this like in 2025. Yeah, and and I earlier I was like, I I'm great at the MCU timeline, but Hawkeye is confusing because I think Hawkeye takes place a lot later than the than WandaVision or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wait, yes, I I actually have that in my notes. I, not in my notes, but. Brett White wrote about that in his article specifically saying because of the Statue of Liberty, like bit, that means this has to take place when Spider-Man takes place, which is Christmas of 2024. That's like the Marvel timeline here. Got it. And so like, were they just, again, this is like silly, but like, did they see all the eternal stuff happen? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, did they know that just big old hand came out of the water and, like, all these, like, weird people showed up or no? Maybe they also thought it was boring, so they just ignored it. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> wah, wah. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. Uh, TikTok got very mad at I me just in the did comments math, though. about the Eternals. What? The, give me the math, Kim. Neither so of us are good at math, though. Blip is 2018. 2018 plus five is 2023. Mm-hmm. So if it's 2024, then it's been about a year but also months aren't necessarily a whole year so right yeah yeah so yeah. don't i get applause for my math very proud of you wonderful Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know there, I, there's just it's it's just weird that this is basically exposition done in the most charming way um and you know when when kate says collateral damage like there's bound to be collateral damage and she's like is she collateral damage like i i understand what kate is trying to say but like maybe don't say that to the sister of someone who died like yeah you, well you she's I mean? just repeating what hawkeye told her basically right, right. yeah um like th- those are clint's words coming out of kate's mouth for right. better for worse yeah um I mean, I do think what, I, what what's kind of great about this is cut. You also see like a glimpse into the um, like a glimpse into the future a little bit of like this is how the legacies of like Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff will go on with like yeah. Kate and Florence Pugh and or Kate and Yelena. I just want to call her Florence Pugh all the time, but like <laughs> I, I do think that there are really fun little tethers there and fun little threads there of like this is how this character will live on and what kind of spirit they'll live on and what kind of relationship they'll have. It might not be the same one that Hawkeye and Black Widow had when, uh, in previous movies and previous like iterations, but I still think there's something fun there into carving out a new dynamic between a Black Widow and the Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like, great, we've gotten this dynamic and I love it. So give me more of it, right? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um and uh 
so then, so we also get in the, I mean, this scene, that scene is cut up into two, but we also get Clint going to grills. Um, and I, I, Jamie, Alex, I want your opinions on the LARPers. Um, Cause I like them. I, I know some people don't I love them. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly do not. Give them the <laughs> uniforms. Let's get out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cute. Um, because as, as I mean, I think we're all here. Be, I know I am because I'm a big old fan girl and I know what it's like to like really be obsessed with dumb shit and like imagine you're a LARPer and now Hawkeye's in your house. I think it's like a cute, it's a cute way to to recognize fandom and what it's like. And I like that they're all like not being obnoxious about it. I like that girls is cool and helpful yes. and sweet. Um, he's not like fawning over Clint. Um, and I, I enjoy that. Yes. That's Jamie, you just put like you, but that's like exactly what I said the first episode. Like I like, it wasn't Big Bang Theory. It wasn't mocking the nerds. It was just like, hey, these are the nerds. And like showing, yeah, they, of course they have jobs and like they do other shit, but like, this is like their fun thing. Um, so yeah, and I like that. Um, do I, Alex, have you, Alex and Jamie, have either of you read the like Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye? I have not, but I've read a lot of, synopsis <laughs> Alex uh I have and it's uh very true to a couple of the storylines but I think like with those with like the fraction and um I can't say his last name is it Asia Asha uh-huh I thought uh-huh. I don't know I am I see it's one of those words that you're just like you see on the computer all the time and you never like hear I know loud. yeah <laughs> um I think a lot of it, what was great about there was that it's a lot of it is like a lot of character building and a lot of relationship building and a lot of banter and, a, and I think a lot of relationship stuff. And that came first versus like the bigger plot at hand. And yeah. I think all the jokes are very, like land very well. Um, but yes. Well, the only reason I ask is because I, I've been slowly rereading like the entire, like I had only read, I think the first two trades and then like random parts. Um, but I bought at my work, the like giant omnibus of like the, the Kate and Clint, the Kate Bishop and Clint Barton saga, where it's like the whole thing in one. And I literally just read before watching this episode, the issue where Grills dies. <laughs> and I was like, I hope they don't kill him in this. I mean, he's totally different character. Like in that he's more like a, He's like a older middle age, older to middle aged white dude who like gets shot by the character that Kazi will eventually probably become. So I don't foresee that happening, but um, I like was more sad about it in the comic because I kept thinking of this guy and I was like, oh, I don't want that guy. Um, but I like that he has this support system. I mean, I do keep thinking and I know like. I know like reading comics, this is just a thing, right? But I just keep thinking like, doesn't he have like one Avenger he could call? Like just one, like, can he call Falcon? Can he call like someone to be like, hey, there is some terrible shit happening. I need help. I feel like he's just really embarrassed about the whole Ronan thing and doesn't, and, and is just trying to clean it up as quickly as possible without reminding anyone that knows he was Ronan that he was Ronan. I mean, how many people, uh, I mean, uh, Rhodey, I think, knew, Tatasha knew, but I, th I don't think a lot of people know exactly what he was out there doing. Yeah, that'd That's be, fair. like, so embarrassing if you had to, like, call up Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and be <laughs> like, yo, I kind of <laughs> fucked up, and I just kind of, like, went a little crazy, 
uh, I killed a bunch of people of color, even though they were bad. <laughs> like, and they would, they, and Marvel told me they were explicitly bad. Uh, so, could you help me out here? And she'd be like, "No, I'm doing planet stuff. I'm helping the scrolls, and they need to be like, I'm helping these re- intergalactic refugees. Please find someone else." Like, <laughs> Calling up Brie Larson. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we get the like, oh, the new costumes are made, which I guess we're really really holding out for the last episode um which i mean again we will get there by the end of this too we're holding out for a lot um so we we find out eleanor did eleanor kate's mom did call the police on her himbo boyfriend because she said she like looked into it looked into it and she whatever kate said was true right and he's still even like I mean, Jamie, right? He is a dumb dumb. You said it earlier. He because he's still like, "Don't worry, I understand, but I didn't do it, so I'll clear my name. Don't worry." Like, he says, "Bless him." Doesn't know he's been set up by his own fiance. Yeah. He says, "I've never worked a day in my life." Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um. So then Clint goes to the memorial, which I I I, I liked little shit like this. Um, like he goes to that memorial where it says the Avengers first assembled. Um, and that's not something we've seen before, right? I don't hmm. think so. No. Yeah. I like, I like that. I liked seeing that. And I liked that he was like talking to Natasha there. Um, and so he calls his wife again, which, uh, Alex, what's your theory on who she is? What do you think? What do you mean? Like, do you, do you think, do you think she is who they're protecting in the Rolex or? <laughs> uh i don't hmm i never really thought about i never put that together like i, I don't know maybe no. <laughs> jamie i have big feelings about this okay well you we talked about this on twitter but tell everyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i know that people think she might be mockingbird and there's like a lot of um back and forth about this because you know us diehard agents of shield fans don't want this to mean that um that that the mockingbird that we know and love doesn't exist but like there's a million black widows there can be multiple mockingbirds i have as a as a tv fan and a continuity fan i struggle with that theory because i like the idea of laura just being this really supportive cool lady that doesn't need some crazy background but as a linda fan i want to see her kick some ass yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i I like the idea just because it could mean we could see some cool shit from her because she deserves it because she's awesome so um i don't i really don't think that they're gonna make give her that title but if they would i'd be into it yeah i mean okay yeah i just thought she was just a cool supportive mom (laughs) (laughs) like she has been ever since uh ever since they camped out there and was like and had uh little natasha or little Alex, if you remember, she's never left that house. So the theories are like it could be she's like that's her like hiding out. Is that's and that's why she didn't go to their New York like play and dinner. Um well, wow. Because <laughs> I did think that was weird in episode one, but again, it's like, oh, is it because of COVID? You know, with COVID, it's like who could they get when? And like she does have other stuff. May women. Or not bad, May Whitman. I did this last episode. I mix up May Whitman and Linda Cardellini all the time, and I don't know why. Weird. That's really yeah. weird. <laughs> they are I two used to celebrities. Mix up Third Eye Blind <laughs> and Matchbox Twenty. So, <laughs> so it's same. That thing, makes right? a little more sense. Yeah, that, that <laughs> does. <laughs> um. 
but okay so he talks he he calls her they just like talk about i kind of thought he was gonna explicitly say like i'm not coming home for christmas didn't you guys he can't like, he has to go home for christmas ian this is the whole show i said <laughs> yeah. this last week I agreed. Uh, there's nothing I love more than like a Chris, than like Christmas action, and like the the Christmas part of this is very ingrained. And he's he's got to make it home for Christmas. That's the whole <laughs> point, I think. I agree with Kim. It's like that's it wouldn't be said at Christmas if if he didn't have to get home for Christmas. When we talked last week, if Clint Barton didn't make it home for Christmas, I'm gonna have words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. But, but so he. Uh, what is he leaves the message for well kate leaves him a thousand voicemails which i love um <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of um did y'all watch 30 rock when liz lemon like leaves of 1000 voicemails about her apartment that she wants <laughs> um but so kate leaves him a bunch of voicemails being like i need to tell you about stuff going on but then we see that he like shoots that arrow through the tracksuit mafia's like windshield and tells Maya to meet him in the place she met Ronan. Um, I thought this action scene was, like, very good. What'd you guys think? Uh, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Um, him, like, subtly taking them all down. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, into it. I, God, I love that kind of stuff. I'm just so here for it. And, uh, it was cool, and it's and there's the added layer of knowing that Maya can't hear. So like when these, you know, she does she doesn't notice that they're gone until she looks and sees that they're gone. And I think that's like an added kind of layer of terror, and that's what makes her also very badass. She's very cool, um, yeah. that uh, and capable and awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, the fact that like you know don't underestimate this man. He may be getting up there, and and he doesn't really want to do it anymore. But he's still an Avenger, right? Yeah. Uh, Alex, what do you think of the scene? Uh, I liked it. I, I mean, I do love the anytime. Ew, I can't believe I'm praising Hawkeye. Disgusting. <laughs> I hate being like, well, actually, he's a good fighter. And I'm like, uh, was he? Has he been? He just shoots bows and arrows the entire time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, does it make. Listen. At the end of Endgame, I was like, why is this mediocre white man so alive? Versus, like, why did we trade Natasha for him? This, I mean, by the end of this episode and when he kicks a little bit a little bit of butt, I'm like, okay, maybe he don't like him. I don't dislike him that much. <laughs> maybe, like, this whole entire series has been, like, a slow build from taking, like, the bars on the floor to maybe, like, it's now, like, I might be okay with Hawkeye. <laughs> I appreciate that you're 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 taking the, a big step here and admitting this, Alex. That's that's big of you. I've never hated Hawkeye, but I have been dealing with Hawkeye fatigue in terms of both Ultron and Endgame gave us moments where they like we thought he was going to die and then someone else died instead. And it's yeah. like, I, I'm sick of it. I, 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 cause I, I'd rather him would have died, but now I'm like, Oh, but the show it's all worth it for the show. Yeah. And I'm like back on board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why thing. did they kill my speedy King for him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I appreciate, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I appreciated this scene because I mean, as someone relatively new to the MCU, I'll admit it again. Um, I like almost forgot that he was such a good swordsman because he was Ronan. Like that right. wasn't like big in my mind. Um, yeah. Also, 
I think I'm right about this. So correct me if I'm wrong. Maya is where she saw her dad get killed? Question mark. Yes. Yes, that is yeah, correct. So I mean, that's huge in in terms of like the weight on this fight. That's like fucked up. That's yeah, like, and like the weight yeah. on this scene, and like the weight of like him revealing himself. Like, I think that the setting itself adds a lot of. I said weight. Like, I'm going to say it again. Adds a lot of weight. Adds a lot of power to the scene for me and you know Ian like a uh, fight scene like whatever like I can go either way um but I think like the the emotions that were built into it uh really did it for me could you imagine getting like the note that's like meet me where I killed your dad <laughs> god <laughs> meet me where I killed your dad lol <laughs> bunch of hearts um, you at seven <laughs> <laughs> I do like how much they've like shown us that she is a badass right like I do like that you know I kind of was like ooh, like she actually does kind of win right if Kate hadn't been there she probably would have killed him and I I did like that Kate you know Kate she's just she's like very modern and smart and like knows how to do shit that like Hawkeye being like you know, we say grumpy old man, but like, really, it's not like he's like 80. He's, you know, probably 15 years older than um, us, Alex, right? <laughs> wow. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> meet, me, meet, me, meet me where I killed your father. <laughs> but like, you know, like Hawkeye is like, oh, you tracked me again. She's like, yep. And then he's like, how do you plan to get? And like, she's already called a lift. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, she called a fucking lift. That's how you're getting out, dummy. Like, and I love that. I, mean, I love that the lift guy was like Tabitha. Like, yeah. I don't know, that just really got me. <laughs> yeah, she's stealth. She, you know, she knows how to do it. That's like when I lived in New York, I changed it to my middle name for mm-hmm. my all my Lyft and uh, Ubers because so many people would say Lamb instead of Ian. And I don't know why, but they'd be like, Lamb. That's weird. And I would say, oh, no, Ian. But yeah, and they'd be like, no, 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 I'm here to get Lamb. They'd be like, no, 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 that that's me. You're reading it wrong. Like it's Ian. Um, so I changed it to Carlos. So whenever they pick me up, they're like, Carlos. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Um, <laughs> and I literally just did that to so many people are getting my name wrong. I'm like, Carlos, I don't think you can get Carlos wrong. Right. <laughs> or maybe you can, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Kim, I like that detail of like, she even gave the wrong name and she's like, yep, that's me. Let's go Clint. Like, and he wouldn't have thought of that. Right. Like that wouldn't have crossed his mind. To call a lift. Yeah. Yeah, that's not like a, a Hawkeye move. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so they go back to Grills. They have a cute thing with the dog. Um, and uh, Kim, what text message? Or wait, so we we watch, before they go back to that, we watch Yelena, who is in a really great outfit. Um, oh my God, that outfit? Like, right? buy it for uh, me Christmas, please, because... <laughs> Makeup and all, I want a whole, I want a, like a Yelena stalking Eleanor outfit for Christmas game. Thank you. I feel like she mugged, she mugged like a Bushwick girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because like the way they styled her in that post credit scene when she's visiting Natasha's grave was like very clueless, but it's almost like they're definitely like giving her a fashion sense, right? Like, because the, the outfit she was wearing when she goes to Kate's apartment and then the outfit when she's stalking Eleanor, like they're all like a very specific fashion sense. And I love that they're giving that because, you know, like 
Wanda was soft goth in Age of Ultron, but then in like WandaVision, she just, you know, wears hoodies. Um, unless it's, she's in a TV show, then she's wearing, you know, fancy whatever outfits from that. But like, we don't, and like Captain America, yeah, he wears hot workout guy outfits, but like out of their superhero drag, we don't often normally get their like fashion. And I liked seeing that like, she does have kind of like a, like an eccentric Kim Southwick fashion. <laughs> well, thank you. Cause I was going to say Gwen Stefani. So you just paid me a high, high compliment without even realizing it. <laughs> well, early Gwen Stefani, we should say Kim. Yes, true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved her look there. And yeah, you could totally pull that off, Kim. Um, thank you. We do though. Um, we can't skip the scene with Kazi and Maya. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. So that's like kind of right before. I want to ask all of you. Best outfit of the of the thing. Do we do we think it was Kazi or the villain at the end that was the reveal that turned her dad in? I I so it's funny because early the earlier Kazi scene in the episode, I li- I literally said out loud, I was like, they can't be taking a clown route with him because he he doesn't seem evil in any way shape or form he, like he's gonna right. murder people and then this end scene it's like oh okay he clearly i don't think he necessarily killed the dad but i definitely think that he knows fisk ordered it and i think that he's his loyalties he's he's loyal to maya but he's more loyal to fisk I think is what's going on. And I, and I'm curious now, is he going to turn super evil? Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't seem like it, but now after that moment, you know, he's not totally good. Right. Alex. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think he was ever, I I don't think he was ever good. Like you could, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're part of a mafia. Like how good can you be? Can one be um, in a mafia? In, in, I don't know. Um, but I do think that the whole idea of like being like loyalty, we're measuring goodness against loyalty. Yes, I do think that you expect him to be loyal to Maya, hence good, but also like, oh, well, maybe he's not as good to her as we think. Mm-hmm. Kim? Yeah, I mean, I'm the one that knows next to nothing about all of the things that everything is pointing to, but just from the acting and their conversation. I think that his like contemplative look after their conversation kind of proves like he might be that guy. And he probably is the one that turned the and kind of what she's accusing him of without directly accusing him of it. Do we think she dropped it because she was like, oh, he's lying. Like, do we think that's why she dropped it so quickly? Either that or she doesn't want to find out that he is. Yeah, I think she's keeping it in mind, uh, but I think she wants to believe him. Uh, so I think that it's like she's not 100%. So I, I think that she's circling the idea, which is why, from what you were saying earlier, I do think that she's going to come around and yeah. understand that Fisk is the main, or sorry, we haven't talked about him yet. He's coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. The main bill. Um, yeah, I mean, we could be there, right? Because we're then they're at Grill's apartment. They have the cute moment with the dog. And then she gets the text from whomst, Alex? And what does it say? Um, yes, who I don't remember the exact text, but basically, like, lol, it's your mom. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I figured out who hired me, lol, it's your mom, LMAO, like, emo- like 400 <laughs> more emojis, probably because, like, 
you know Yelena loves an emoji and I just feel like that's not like it'd be true to her character that she have like a lot of weird like crazy face but you know the crazy face emoji <laughs> I would love that though if she did that um <laughs> yeah and who is it that her mom is dealing with Alex Oh my god, it's Kingpin! Vincent D'Onofrio! My large adult bald son. (laughs) (laughs) So the the thing I want to go back to, like Jamie, when you said that like maybe he's more loyal to Kingpin, I almost feel like maybe it's not like he's more loyal, it's just like Kingpin was like legitimately terrifying in those Daredevil seasons. So it's all I like I almost wonder if. But this could just be me projecting because Kazi is so handsome. Uh, <laughs> like he wants to keep him and Maya safe. So he's not going to tell Maya, ooh, Kingpin did the thing because he mm. knows that Kingpin would just like murder every, like Kingpin does not care, right? If Maya was like, well, I want to kill Kingpin, Kingpin would just be like, everyone who deals with her is now dead. Great. Um, and that would be that, right? I like that thought. Give that, I, that he has a little bit of a kind motive. But I might be just, I might, I might be reaching your honor. I know I might be. <laughs> he really has just, given us the impression that he's a nice guy throughout the entire show, right? And like either that's the con or like right. he's a nice guy. Yeah, because it could be, it could be the con. Um, he just has kind eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have another man let me down. Also, he's really <laughs> At least cool. we knew from the beginning Jack was suspect. Um, <laughs> but, or like, but not actually suspect. Yeah, that's what I meant. But I said the opposite. <laughs> what were you saying, Alex? He's really cute. He is, right? He's handsome. It's a Thank lot you. better than who who did you not like? Before? Oh my god. You will never let me live this down. It's not that I didn't like him. It's that I th- thought that Simu Lu was handsomer than the guy that played the dad. Oh when yeah, this, this our beef goes way back. <laughs> oh my god. Like, you wait, you think Simu is hotter than Tony? Yes! Exactly. Um, don't agree. <laughs> Tony is a as a timeless, classic, handsome... Simu's attractive, but I'm, I, I'm with Alex here. It's a Tony all day. Yeah, and especially when you compare it to, like, everyone that Ian has ever liked on this show, and he's like, well, he's like this skinny white guy, and I think he's so cute. And you're just like, ugh. And then you're just like, you can't appreciate Tony, Leon, Tony Long's, like, beautiful just like his hair his cheekbones his stare like i have never seen like a marvel superhero getting like eaten up in his own movie by his dad like (laughs) jamie there was like a whole good like five to ten minutes of everyone in the episode just like dragging me for that (laughs) oh no well frothy uh, frothy is a good choice and he is gay the guy who plays kazi is gay in real life so really yeah I did not know that. Yeah. Kim, Kim, there's a chance. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it could oh happen. God. Oh my god. Even Ian is finally correct in one the one time Ian is is correct. <laughs> Listen, dickhead. Um, so I again I go back to what I said earlier. I wish we had gotten that Kingpin was the the like villain behind it all a little bit earlier. Like I just wish, like, you know. But don't you yeah, think that's we, never you know, gonna happen, Ian? <laughs> for those of y'all that like knew this stuff, like you already knew it. But I mean, someone like you, Kim, great. So you're a very good person to ask. You you never saw the Netflix shows, right? No. So like, does this mean anything to you? Like him being the villain, that doesn't matter, right? 
I mean, only I only even knew who he was because of y'all. So it's hard for me to like being on the pod. Yeah. So it's hard for me to comment because I was expecting it. And I knew that he was like a big bad. I don't know. I guess I just like, I, I want like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't mind that he's coming in this late, but I do. I am a little sad that like his triumphant return is a blurry phone photo. I kind of yeah. wish it would have been like Vincent, like even yeah. if it's just like him sitting at a desk, being angry looking. <laughs> um, I knew that was, was my kind of complaint. <laughs> yeah, I guess like we also like. So I I'm with Kate. Like I don't know who that is. You know what I mean. So if you're just watching and you don't know who it is, like, at least you know as much as Kate does. This is where my brain is, Jim. When you just said, I'm with Kate. I was like, no, it's Jamie, not Kate. Oh, right. You need a character. <laughs> Please confuse me for Kate Bishop anytime. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Alex, what do you think? Uh, what do you mean? Like, is it a cool reveal or is it like? Yeah. I mean, I feel like your complaint that you wanted to kingpin in like episode what four, three, uh, will never happen because that's the way Marvel paces itself. It's always yeah. like, like even in like all the movies, there's always like the twist is like <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy two to like everything. There's always like the last minute twist that the bad guy isn't the real bad guy, and so yeah, I feel like. But when it's know. when it's that twist, like Guardians of the Galaxy Two is a good example. The dad is in the whole movie, though. Like it's not yeah. like he blips real quick in the end. Like I'm the well, villain. Well, like, it's supposed to be like the mom has been in the whole movie, right? Like Kate's mom is like, yeah, she's been in the whole series, and that was supposed to be like, I oh, guess yeah, that's supposed to uh, be the that's supposed to be the ooh, wow yeah. i mean i guess not if you're already believing that she pushed her husband out the window <laughs> during the chitari <laughs> guess like too like yeah that that's a great point like that is the reveal for those of us who are watching the show and don't have all of the other knowledge the king ping thing is just king ping i'm not even trying to say that again um the thing with Kingpin is like extra for all y'all who do know this stuff. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Cause I guess, yeah, like that's just like, oh yeah, that's the big boss because Hawkeye says he's the big boss that he's been worried about. Um, yeah. And or like lead into future insert name of, right. um, you know, Marvel thing here. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Jamie, I gotta ask you, because I know, Kim, you haven't watched the Netflix shows. How do you feel about the Netflix shows coming into the, like, officially being in the MCU? What would what would be, if you could have one character brought back, who would it be? Well, oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica, yep, Jessica Jones yep. is the only show I finish, I'll admit it. Uh, I, I, uh, Eve, uh, it, uh, I, 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 what makes me happy about this is that if the Netflix people can come in, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people can come in. Right. So I'm thrilled because all I want is is some Daisy Johnson in my life. Uh, so uh, I'm here for it. But but if we're just picking Netflix, oh, my God, I would kill for some more Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, I always held out hope, but I always felt like it was like, oh, Ian, that hope, it's not going anywhere. You're getting your hopes up. They're never coming back. Um, but... Getting this reveal, yeah, like, so Alex, how do you feel about the Netflix folks coming into the fray? <laughs> and... Is that you? 
Sorry, it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Netflix folks coming into the... Fr- I don't care. Like, <laughs> I love... I, I'm fine with how Jessica Jones ended. I like... Great show. Um, I I mean, my, th- my thing with, like, her is that where do you put her in the in the mcu is she just doing street level stuff and like maybe if you build out like a street level team versus the giant cosmic heavy hitters like maybe that would be kind of cool um but like i was talking with ian and it was just like yeah like her the detective stuff is really fun with jessica jones and i think that like being like a place for her there and like maybe like doing minor things on like a minor level would be really fun to see like Maybe she doesn't have to punch Thanos, but, like, she could go, like, punch, I don't know, Kingpin again, or, like, a smaller <laughs> villain. Because, um, like, I, it's, like, are you really, like, what like what use is Jessica Jones with the Avengers if you have Thor there? Like, she can... I mean, she's really strong. <laughs> yeah. She's not, but she's not, like, Thor strong. I mean, ah, it's, like, come she's on. Come on. I, okay, wait. Come on. Let, let's well, be honest. Alex, you we're going to fight here because <laughs> I do feel like there's, I I like the idea of building out these more street level heroes that aren't yeah. like having to fight. But I, that's for me, that's what like her use would be. Yeah. Is like my ideal though, because I'm not big on romance and shipping in most things. Like usually that's like, you know, this podcast was mostly a Buffy podcast and anytime people are arguing about the ships, I'm like, I am bored with this conversation. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like, I love the show because I love Buffy. I'm not going to argue about her boyfriends. Like, I don't fucking care. Um, I love, who, like, when she's with the person and she loves them, I'm like, good for you. I want you to be happy is how I feel about who Buffy is dating. Um, but I will say Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are one of the few couples in the comics, yes. especially straight couples, that I genuinely love. Um, so I would almost love if like they got to appear again and like, all right, time has passed. We can just say like, yeah, and they're married now. Sure. And I, I think would that would that like work too. Alias is one of my favorite comics, and uh, and I and I would love to see more of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I also love like I don't know if you read it, but like there's this there's a special uh, issue. There's a special like comic issue of like when Emma Frost goes and visits Jessica Jones and it's just really kind of great and I think that kind of like interaction of just like the superpower like this very high level superhero asking Jessica Jones to do some like yeah kind of nasty dirty stuff that she doesn't really want her hands fingerprints all over is kind of fun but yeah. I mean yeah I, I do think sorry th- that I do not think that Jessica Jones <laughs> is as strong as Thor or the Hulk <laughs> but but I do think that like at a smaller level, if you're going to build out like a street level Avenger, she'd be great. And it'd be great to see some Netflix people just not Iron Fist because who needs that guy? But I do want to see Colleen Wing. I did like her. Okay, well, then you can just kill off Iron Fist. <laughs> be like, sorry, he just fucking walked into the ocean. You know um, what? You know, Eleanor Bishop pushed him out of the building <laughs> during the Chitauri invasion, too. Um. All right, so now that we're at the end, uh, what was your favorite scene, Jim? Uh, I'm going to choose the scene between Yolanda and Kate where, with the mac and cheese. And we are all allowed to have the same scene. Everyone always <laughs> Good, thank goodness. 
<laughs> Jamie, what was your favorite scene? Uh, yeah. Are, uh, are you kidding me? Uh, I literally was, my jaw was on the floor when the two of them were quipping back and forth. And my boyfriend looked at me and he goes, this sure wasn't made for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I was just in awe. <laughs> uh, Alex? Uh, the cold open. Uh, going, they went into a random white lady's house and were like, you're definitely a black widow. And she's like, oops, I'm not. <laughs> and it was like, I'm just doing widow shit on my own. Like, that was kind of funny. Like, I, I wasn't brainwashed at all. Like, <laughs> lol. I, I, I did really like that because I was like, I was glad that not only did she say, no, I wasn't brainwashed. And yeah, I killed people for money. That's how I have this house. <laughs> but also it was just like, oh, cool. Now let's sit and have like, you know, snacks. Like I want to know yeah. more about this lady. I want to know like where she bought all her furniture from, how much did it cost, how many, like, I want her to look <laughs> at each, each piece of furniture and be like, you know what, this was the guy, this was like the Budapest job or this was like the Tokyo job. And she was just, and she's like, do not get stains on that. I had to do that. I had to do something in Paris for that. Like, give me more of this. What was her name? Anna? Anna, Anna. yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me more of her. I want to know more about this rich white woman that's a black widow. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that it, is a close tie between them eating macaroni and cheese together and the cold open because both yeah. were fantastic. Um, well, I guess that's it. Thank you all for joining us and thank you all for listening. If you like, wait, Slayer- do we not grade the episode? Oh, you're right. Let's grade it. Um, do we not do that anymore? <laughs> Sorry, it's been my a brain, while. <laughs> my brain is still mush from being sick. Um, do we still Alex, do that? We we don't have to do it. Alex, what grade do you give the episode? Uh, a plus. Florence Pugh, A plus. Kim, without, you... without Florence Pugh, probably an A minus. Kim, what grade do you give the episode? I'm going to go A. Jamie? Oh, gosh. A. 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 I'm not going to give it a plus because it didn't have a ton of action. I give it an A as well. Um, all right. <laughs> now, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other corners of the internet. You can support us on Patreon or get access to all our bonus episodes and all our Harley Quinn episodes, which we'll, we haven't put one out in a month, but we will be finishing out season one this month. And um, if you like us, you can follow us on social at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at Carlos. Jamie, where can everyone find you? I am at Jamie Cinematics on Twitter and Letterboxd. And Alex, where can everyone find you? Um, you can find me on Vox.com with a V, and I'm also, like, on Twitter, um, Alex underscore A-B-A-D-S, uh, but Twitter is a hellscape, and I always <laughs> say that all the time. Twitter is rotten, and it rots your brain, so just use Twitter for jokes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it rots your brain, but also, like, we have that brain rot by now, Alex. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> Kim, where can everyone find you? I'm on Twitter at Kim and Joe South. All right, cool. See you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.